I was, uh, was on the treadmill last weekend. And as I'm on the treadmill, I'm watching Return of the Jedi. So as I'm running, got to, you know, treadmill is awful in the basement, but you got to keep your, so I'm, I'm in the process of watching all the Star Wars movies in chronological order. I mean, that's just the nerd in me, I guess. So, uh, but uh, I've, I've got, I got up to, as of last Saturday, I was on uh, episode six, which is Return of the Jedi, the cute little Ewok guys, right? And the little, you know, my dog kind of looks like an Ewok. He has an Ewok costume. I mean, it's, it's near and dear to my heart, right? So, so we're, we're, uh, we're watching, the Ewoks live on their forested planet, right? Indoor and and uh, so in the movie, it may have seen it, maybe not, maybe uh, maybe you need the reminder. But uh, uh, Luke and Leia and uh, and Han Solo and Chewbacca um, are are there and they're they're ready to go take out the the thing and do the stuff and all the pew pew and all the stuff, right? And as they go, they see the stormtroopers. Uh, but the problem is that the stormtroopers see them, and so the, this is where the little motorcycle things happen, right? And they get on their speeders and they, they float and they fly and it's like these little and they're. And they they fly through the uh, through the uh, they, I mean they're speeding down and and uh, you think they're going to hit the tree and then they don't and they're going and they're going and and then uh, uh, you know they they uh, the good guys they get a couple of the speeders and they're going and they're chasing them and they're going and it's just flying and and the, and the blasters and the thing and and I'm on the treadmill and I'm like and then I'm then I'm like. And then, and the action goes this way, and I'm, and then the action, and, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't watch it anymore. I had to just, in my mind's eye, out of the corner of my eye, I know that the good guys are going to get through this. I, uh, I, I had to, had to look away, <laughs> uh, or look at my feet in order to make sure I was still going straight. I mean, I can really easily get off course if I'm looking at the wrong thing or not paying a close, close attention to what's most important. And on that day, the stormtroopers and the speeders were not what's most important. Staying on the, I mean, it's only so wide, right? And uh, staying going straight was the, uh, was the most important thing. And of course, uh, that got me thinking about, uh, about our spiritual lives. Because I, th- I think many times, I-, I think that I'm going straight, but I can get distracted pretty easily and I can drift off course pretty quickly and it gets dangerous for my soul. And, and that's why, that's why we do things, this little mini series like we're, we're doing. That's why these, uh, that we have these spiritual checkups. We need to make sure that we're heading in the right direction in our spiritual lives. So last week I challenged you to start, start thinking about setting aside some time, maybe some extended time, some alone time with God. Maybe, maybe, uh, obviously we do this, uh, hopefully we do this daily as we set aside time for, for, for scripture and prayer and other uh, spiritual disciplines. We set aside time, uh, uh, maybe when we come to church and this is a great time to recalibrate and, and get on track. But, but, uh, I think we benefit from setting aside some extended time, uh, not just for vacation, uh, setting aside a, extended time to be alone with God. And so I, I told you last week that uh, uh, Psalm 139, I think, is maybe the prayer that, uh, that, that, that guides us through this. The last two verses of Psalm 139 say this, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So we're laying ourselves before God and we're asking him to search our soul. Uh, and that is really the essence of, of what I'm talking about when I use the term a spiritual checkup. And specifically last week, I, I asked you to do a couple of things in this. One thing that, that it could be important in this is to revisit your conversion. 
right? Uh, Never get over the fact that God has saved you by his grace. Have you really been saved? Have you been converted? And and if you have, are you living as though that's the case? Do you recognize that, that it is God's grace in your life that has made all the difference? And then we, uh, we also uh, talked about uh, taking time for confession, right? And, and that when we confess our sin, God forgives. And a lot of times we might float along and try to put up with certain sin in our lives and, and never really deal with it. We, we showed the video with God's chisel and the whole painful process of God chiseling out what doesn't look like him in our lives. Now, that doesn't sound fun, and I guess I didn't say that it was fun. A chisel in your life doesn't sound like, uh, you know, a day at the beach. It, but it actually, it, it does take concerted effort, and it's, uh, having a spiritual checkup is, is kind of difficult. Just like going through many things that we go through in a checkup with our doctor, uh, a spiritual checkup can feel invasive and personal, and sometimes it makes us deal with things that we'd rather not deal with, Right? But just like a doctor's diagnosis, it's, it's best for us and, and it helps us to discover things that should change before it gets too bad. And so dealing with those issues, uh, those issues of our, uh, uh, of our conversion and our sin, uh, get us started down the road towards spiritual health. And so, so, uh, today we're gonna continue that process. Uh, uh, there's, there's a couple of, uh, verses in 1 Peter chapter 2 that are kinda gonna lay the groundwork for us as we, as we do that. 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, verses 2 and 3. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. I think another question that we need to, uh, uh, need to take into that spiritual checkup time with God is, am I growing? Am I growing spiritually? Uh, just like a doctor who charts a, a child's physical progress, we have to evaluate our spiritual growth. They, they, you know, they have all those charts and graphs and the, and the, you know, the whole thing. And, and uh, are you in the right range in the percentile? And are you uh, on the high end or the low end or off the chart or, or whatever? The doctors chart these things because they know if, if kids aren't growing, there's probably something wrong. And if we're not growing, making progress spiritually, there's probably something wrong. Hey, things related to that. I mean, what have you learned lately? Uh, are, are you applying what you're learning? Maybe you read something in the Bible and then you just cl- uh, close it and, and move on and, and you don't apply that to your life. Uh, a great uh, evaluation is, are, the, uh, are the, the, the fruits of the Spirit growing and maturing in your life? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Are those things growing and maturing in your life? Uh, if you look back to, to uh, last year or, or a couple of years ago, are you more loving than you were? Uh, have you allowed the spirit to transform your character in those ways? Uh, am I growing? Am I making progress? Another thing is, is am I still dealing with the same, same issues, the same sins in my life? A big help for me in this area has been a journal. I've, I've gone through different seasons where where I've journaled or not journaled. And um, uh, when I have been uh, doing that, it's it's been helpful for me because I can go back and I can look back, let's see, a month ago, uh, six months ago, a year ago, what was I dealing with then? And and if I'm, if I'm dealing with those things, uh, if I'm dealing with the exact same thing today that I was dealing with a year ago, what, what needs to change so that that's not the case a year from now, right? Uh, am I praying about the same things? Am I struggling with the same things? I, I hope that I'm making progress, that I, that I need to be growing. And so we need to evaluate our spiritual growth 
so that First Peter there says that we need to grow up in our salvation. Are you growing? You know, one, one big part of the, uh, the conversation with the doctor at the checkup, um, a lot of times it revolves around our habits, right? Uh, specifically diet and exercise. It's the conversation that we kind of dread going in and we know that we've got to look our eyes away and say, oh, I'm not really doing that, doc, or, you know, whatever. But uh, especially if you have certain medical conditions or, or there's specific things that, uh, that, that, uh, that you need to, to deal with, then, then the doctor would say, well, you need to eat these things, you need to not eat these things, you need to uh, uh, avoid this and, and do that. Uh, usually exercise is always part of it. They're always trying to get us moving more than, more than uh, we do. Health Healthy habits produce, produce healthy lives. And, and the same is true in our spiritual lives. As we, as we walk through this spiritual checkup, it's important to evaluate our habits, our, our lifestyle. Because we can avoid so many spiritual pitfalls uh, if we just develop healthy habits and we don't get into unhealthy routines and, uh, in the first place. And so the, the question is, what are my spiritual habits? What am I doing? Uh, what, what are the habits in my life that are helping me to grow spiritually? Uh, um, what habits do I have in place that, that, are, that are helping me to be spiritually healthy? Um, what bad habits are in place that are pulling me away from my relationship with God? Uh, Peter says that we should crave pure spiritual milk. Uh, in other words, we should have a good spiritual diet, things that will help us to grow. I, I think, I haven't, I haven't specifically interviewed any doctors on this subject, but I think that this is probably uh, one area where doctors get frustrated the most. Because unhealthy habits cause so much disease and untimely death that could be avoided if we just had co- consistently good choices. Uh, but the doctor can't do it for us. He can have that conversation. He, you really need to, but we've got to make the decision to consciously do it. The, the doctor won't strap you to the treadmill or force you at gunpoint to eat a salad instead of a candy bar. Uh, the, the doctor can't make that happen. Uh, those are personal choices. They're personal decisions. It's got to be a personal conviction that you have for yourself that you have to make that decision. And spiritual habits work the same way. I can't force you to spend time in prayer. Uh, it, it doesn't work if I try to spoon feed you the Bible. The, the, the church is not going to hack into your bank account, calculate 10% and then grab it. Hmm, maybe, maybe, we, maybe that is something. Software might, just kidding, we're, we're not going to do that. The church board is not going to force you to serve on the church cleaning crew. Although maybe we could talk about that at our meeting. I, I, anyway, uh, no one can, can develop this spiritual habits for you. You have to do it yourself. I, I'm always listening to, uh, to podcasts and, and things, and one that, that records for me every week, and so every Monday morning it's there waiting for me, is the sermon from, uh, from 12 Stone Church in Atlanta. It's a, it's a huge Wesleyan church down there, and, and um, I've kind of come to appreciate uh, a lot of the things that they do. Pastor Kevin Myers uh, was preaching a couple of weeks ago, and something he said just kind of resonated with me as I was thinking about this, this message today. He said this, if you don't practice what you believe, you will eventually believe what you practice. If you don't practice what you believe, you will eventually believe what you practice. Well, we should probably unpack that a little bit because it's a little bit uh, coded message, so to speak. I don't know. For instance, let's, let's say that you believe 
that the Bible is God's word. Yes, I, I believe that. The, the, the Bible is the truth and has instructions for life. And, and we'd, we'd say we believe that. But let's say then that, that uh, you say you believe that, but then you hardly ever read it and you kind of zone out in church. It's a great time to catch up on Candy Crush or, or Facebook or something. Uh, maybe maybe you're you're not using the Bible to direct your your life and and the decisions that you're that that you need to make. You you say you believe God's word, but 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 you're not really reading it much. You're not really using it much, and eventually, I, I mean, you're just kind of casual with God's word, and so you start treating it just like any other book. But in the meantime, you're taking in opinions and and theories and ideas from all sorts of other places, right? Somebody says this on Facebook or you, you hear something else on the news or, or maybe certain lifestyles are portrayed in, in, in TV or, or uh, uh, on TV or in the movies or, or uh, uh, your friend says that, that this idea kind of makes sense and yeah, yeah maybe it kind of does and then your coworker lives by this certain mantra and they repeat it a lot and you go, you know what, that kind of uh, makes sense, that's kind of cool and, and slowly, sometimes not so slowly, you start to believe things that the Bible doesn't say at all. But you don't have anything to counter it because you've kind of just treated the Bible as any other book. And you say you believe that the Bible is God's word, but you're not practicing it. And so your beliefs shift to match what you're practicing. And so we go to human sources for answers and yet still say that we're following Jesus. If you, if you don't practice what you believe, you'll start to believe what you practice. I think that has a lot to say for some of the issues that we're dealing with in our country right now. Many people who, who would call themselves Christian have, have begun to lift policy and politics and agendas and preferences higher than the truths of God's word until those things have become the guiding force in their lives instead of the truths of scripture. And that's not a political statement, that's a spiritual statement. If you don't practice what you believe, you'll start to believe what you practice. It's true for the Bible, it's true for prayer, right? Another spiritual habit, a spiritual discipline. I don't think there's a single person within the sound of my voice, literally around the world through the worldwide interweb, right? I don't think there's a single person listening here who would say that, that, that prayer isn't important. You'd, you'd probably all say, yes, pastor, prayer is important. Yes, yes, yes. I, you believe that. You'd, you'd say you believe that. You, you do believe. But, but So then the question is, okay, uh, I believe that prayer is important. Do you pray? Are, are you praying? If you could rate your, your prayer, not out loud, just in your, in your mind, not out loud. If you could rate your prayer life on a scale of one to 10, where would you put yourself? Go ahead, come up with a number. Uh, you don't have to yell it out. Just, just keep it in your head. So then the question, you've got a number. Are you okay with that number? What if, here, here's just a Crazy thought. What, what if through this exercise of a spiritual checkup, what, what if you decided, you know what, I could move up one notch in my prayer life? Maybe over the course of the next year. Let, let's say you came up with the number two. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably a two pastor in, in my prayer life. Well, well, what if you could move to a three? Uh, maybe you're a six. You, you do what it takes uh, over the next uh, few months, over the next year to, to, to get to a seven. If you're a nine... Come on up here and, and, and teach us. Come on up. Uh, our habits tell us so much about our spiritual health. If you, uh, what, if, if you uh, not practicing what you believe, you're going to believe 
what you practice. And so we've got daily time and in the Bible and, and, uh, and prayer. Uh, another big thing is, uh, is, is church, what we're doing right now, right? Worship together, uh, a commitment to the priority of participating in, in worship and study with other Christians. It's vital to your relationship with God. Uh, not only do you benefit, but others benefit and get your input. I'm excited that we're, we're now finally back together again, face to face as we, as we gather for, uh, for learning and growth because, uh, because we learn from each other and we help each other stay on track. We, we had a life group this fall that uh, uh, um, several of us met together and uh, we, we prayed together, we talked about our spiritual struggles and our spiritual successes, we, we, we discussed topics from the Sunday sermon. I, I, I told the group more than once that I wish that those discussions uh, happened before Sunday instead of after Sunday because that we had so many great things that came up there that, that weren't in the sermon. Uh, but uh, uh, we, we, we helped each other to grow. We, we need each other in order to be spiritually healthy. So, so as we're evaluating our spiritual, what, what, what environments uh, are you in? Uh, are you intentionally placing yourself in where you're going to allow others to help you grow and you're going to be able to speak into their lives? And in these days of uh, in-person and online church, I mean, pick one and, and then do it, right? Uh, it, it's, it's gotta be a spiritual habit. These are, these are not uh, days for us to get lazy. And yet I think, I mean, I find myself uh, in, in the same, in, in that boat a lot of times. Oh, I've got to put pants on, right? Yeah, is that, is that where we're at sometimes? I, I've got, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've it's, it, we can't use these days, allow these days to uh, make us spiritually lazy. We, ha- we have to be vigilant in practicing spiritual habits. And there's, there's a ton of them. We're not going to uh, uh, touch all of them uh, today. We've, we've talked about uh, scripture and prayer and, and uh, uh, worship and study together and all those things. There's other things like uh, uh, Sabbath and Sabbath rest. Uh, giving, fasting, silence and solitude. There's, there's a whole bunch of others. Basically, it's, it's whatever you're doing, a habit that you, you are developing or have developed that is helping you grow spiritually, helping you be spiritually healthy. So, so plan ahead and be intentional. Maybe it means rearranging your schedule. Uh, it, maybe it might mean spending some money so that you can invest in tools that, 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 that help you. Maybe it's study helps or, or a, a journal or a study Bible, devotional books, commentaries, whatever. Uh, I mean, it, it's important and it's worth the investment. If you don't stay healthy, uh, uh, physically, then, uh, uh, then uh, you're not going to stay healthy physically if you don't do the habits that are going to promote health. You're not going to stay healthy spiritually if you're not practicing the things that will help you be spiritually healthy. What habits do you have? Well, spiritual checkup um, is going to cover a lot of ground. And uh, before, we, uh, before we run out of time today, I want to prime the pump with, with a few other things um, that you can ask yourself. A couple other questions. Uh, one other big thing that I think we can evaluate is how are my relationships? What, what, what are my relationships? Are there any relationships in my life that, that need mending? If so, is it my fault? 
Do I need to forgive someone? Do I need to ask someone else to forgive me? The Bible says that, that our relationships with others affect our relationship with God. And if there are things that are not right in our relationship with each other, then we're not going to be right in our relationship with God. Matthew 5, 23 and 24 says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled with them and then come and offer your gift. Your relationship with other people is, uh, is, is important in your spiritual health, your connection with God. First John 4.20, whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar. For, for whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not Scene. And then there's Romans 12, 18 that says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Uh, just, just a little, little instruction there. Just, just, you know, make sure you're good with everyone in the world, okay? Uh, live at peace. Uh, the question, are you doing all that you can to maintain healthy, godly, loving relationships? Are there people that you are allowing to speak into your life? And, and this would be the negative side, I guess. Are there people that you're allowing to speak into your life that you're giving them influence in your life and they're drawing you away from God? Probably need to distance yourself from those relationships. We need to have relationships with, with people who are far from God, but not so that they can influence us, but so that we can influence them, right? Are, are you building, intentionally building close personal spiritual friendships? Are you investing in someone else uh, spiritually? Are you letting others invest spiritually in you? Relationships are important in our spiritual lives. We've got to pay attention to our relationships. Another question is, am I living up to my calling? Am I living up to my calling? Well, Ephesians 4.1 says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. In, uh, what's, what's my calling? Well, in general, all of us are called to, uh, to, to love Jesus with all of our hearts and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Around here, we say, I don't know, there's a little phrase, maybe you've heard it before. Uh, we live to love people to life. Anybody heard that before? A couple of you, good, I see that hand. Good, great, all over the room. All over, isn't that, okay, sorry. Shifted into pastor speak there for a second. We live to love people to life. The question then is, as you're alone with God in the, in the quiet place, the doors closed, no distractions, you're, you're praying, okay, uh, the, the church says that, that, that uh, one way that, that I live out my calling is to, is to love God and, and to love the people around me so they can love him too. I'm loving people to life. I'm, I'm living that. So, uh, God, is it true? Am I loving people to life? Am I, am I living life on purpose? Am I allowing God to use my unique gifts, talents, abilities, and my life, my opportunities that, 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 that God gives me? Am I, am I allowing him to use that for his glory and for his kingdom? Am I, am I serving others, uh, uh, seeing where the needs are and serving people in my, in my daily life? Am I living up to my calling? Now, for each of us, that's going to look different. And, and uh, all of us have different, uh, maybe specific, unique uh, places where God calls us at different seasons of our lives or, or maybe uh, different jobs that we do, all those kinds of things. But, but in general, are we living out what it means to, uh, to love the people around us and to help them love Jesus like we do? A, a great resource that uh, um, 
you could take into your spiritual checkup that I actually that uh, that, that you could have with you all the time uh, would be those little cards and and you got one uh, in, hopefully in your bulletin today uh, the the questions to live by the, our vision team came up with these questions a, a couple of years ago and uh, man I've got one of these cards on on each of my uh, computer monitors one here and one at the house and and uh, we've got one on the fridge and uh, uh, there. Uh, questions to if if you're online you didn't get a bulletin uh this is posted on the bulletin's page and you could uh, download your own and print it yourself uh but uh um these are great questions for us not just to ask every once in a while but literally all the time it's a, it's a great filter am i spiritually healthy well okay well the, so the questions have i met with god today am i trusting and obeying god in everything do I see Jesus in the mirror? In other words, is his character being developed in me? Does uh, that, that God's chisel video we saw last week, is, is his image being, uh, being seen in my life? Uh, who have I served today? And am I close to someone who is far from God? I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing filter uh, to, uh, to put over our spiritual lives. And, and don't wait for a, for a spiritual checkup. Ask yourself these questions every day. Questions to live by. Uh, if you are doing these things, and, and, and I would guess, I don't know, I, I would see uh, several of those on there. I would kind of go, yeah, I'm kind of doing all right with that, and, and I'm doing okay there. But there's there's one or two on there where I might say, I think I need some work there. And and so as we as we constantly use those questions like that to evaluate our spiritual lives, we can we can not drift from uh, staying on track. Uh, spiritually in our relationship with God. We'll be well on our way to growth and health in our spiritual lives. There's, there's so much more we could, uh, we could talk about, uh, but as we kind of tie all this together, I want to go back to our passage for the day in 1 Peter 2. Um, it, it talks about a, a little thing there. Uh, it uses the word crave. Uh, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow in your salvation now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. Crave pure spiritual. And when I think about craving, I don't know, in my own life as I think about cravings, I usually think about food, right? And, and then usually when I'm, I, my cravings are, are I, usually what lead me astray, right? I, I, I have never craved Brussels sprouts or kale. Some of you may be, that's, and that's great. You're a better person than I. Uh, you're closer to Jesus than I am, I guess. But, uh, but I have craved peanut M&Ms. And I have craved a juicy cheeseburger, greasy, juicy cheeseburger. I, I have craved things that are usually I, not all that healthy. Usually I put cravings then in kind of the naughty category or it's a temptation. I, I think of it as a bad thing. And yet Peter says we, we need to crave. And so, so that, that kind of, you know, it didn't quite compute for me as I'm thinking through this. I, I, I have also thought that, um, that our cravings, as I think about cravings, it's not really something that I can, that I can really control. Now, I mean, I, I can control, I can say no to it. That's, that's possible, right? We can, we can say no to our cravings, but, but, but I've always kind of figured that the cravings are, are just what they are, right? That, that I don't necessarily have the ability to change what I crave or determine what I, I really want to crave something, yeah, salad today. And it just doesn't work for me, right? I, I, I haven't really thought about the fact that I could, I could direct my craving, I guess. 
But, but as, I'm, as I'm reading this and I'm thinking about uh, uh, all of that this, this week in relation to this verse, uh, Peter here commands us to brave. Like it's something that we have control over, something, something that we should uh, decide to do or not to do. So I have to wonder, well, is it possible to change what I crave, to, to direct my cravings? As I'm continuing to think about cravings, it, it, it seems to me that, 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 that we're probably not going to crave something that we've never eaten before. Probably not going to crave some dish that you've never had because you've never had the taste of it, right? So uh, in that sense, I think cravings are learned once we've had something. Then and, and I also think that, that it's not just about the taste, but it's many times about the experience and the emotions around the experience that we had when we ate that thing. I don't know, in the, in the middle of February, where we find ourselves today, um, and the, the cold wind is a-blowing, and it's dark, and all the things, I find myself at times wanting to go to that comfortable place of tomato soup and grilled cheese. You know what I'm talking Some of you are hungry now. Don't worry, you won't be here much longer. We should have served tomato soup and grilled cheese this morning after church. But, you know, you got the saltine crackers and you crumble them all up and you stick them in there and you mix it around and it gets thick. And if you eat it differently, I mean, you can eat it differently. You'd just be wrong. And, and so, so you uh, uh, eating the, the tomato soup and the grilled cheese, I mean, it's not so much about the taste, although it's kind of about the taste, but it's, it's even more about the feeling that you get of warmth and, and comfort and mm, in the middle of February, right? I'm, I'm probably usually don't crave that meal in the middle of August. Uh, it's, it's usually a little bit about the emotions and the experience around that. And I could probably, if I, if I thought about it long enough, I could go back two days when I was playing out in the snow and came in and, and, uh, and had that for lunch or whatever. It's, it, it's, it's all about the emotions and the experience around that when I've, when I've had that before. I think are, are, are factored into the issue of craving. I think Peter knew that when he wrote 1 Peter chapter 2. He says, crave pure spiritual milk. But then he says it's in the context of having experienced God's goodness before. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Tasting comes before craving. So, so today, uh, if you find yourself struggling spiritually... Maybe you need, before we ever get into any of the, all the stuff and the questions and all the things, I, I, I think maybe you need a taste of God's goodness. You, you may discover as you evaluate your spiritual life that it's been a long time since you've really experienced closeness with God. Maybe it's due to, to life circumstances or, or, or grief and loss or, or COVID or, or I don't know, just, just life in general. Whatever you're facing, uh, you're not craving him. And, and if that's you, your prayer today might need to be, God, help me to taste and see that you are good. Before I ever get into all the issues of all the stuff that Pastor Pete's talking about and asking questions and spiritual checkup and all, I, man, God, are you there and do you care? God, help me to taste and see that you are good. Once, once you get a taste of that life with God, Peter says, crave him. Or he, he says, crave the things that will get you closer to him, that will help you to grow up in your spiritual life. Uh, because at the end of the day, 
Your spiritual health is not about how many chapters you read or how many minutes you prayed or whether you went to church in person or online or stayed in bed. (laughs) Those are just things that we do so that we can connect with God. Because at the end of the day, that connection is what we're talking about when we're talking about spiritual health. It's all about your relationship with God. So, so as we ask these questions and as we evaluate and as we, we try to understand our spiritual lives, really what we're saying is, God, I want to connect with you. I want to know that, uh, that, that, you, uh, that you are connecting with me, that you love me, that you see me, that you know me inside and out. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Experience, experience his presence. We do all those things in order to do that, to help stay on track, but ultimately it's all about that relationship with God, and as we experience that, when we, then we crave to know him more and more. Father God, we, we ask for your blessing and for your anointing today. We pray that you would move as only you can, that we wouldn't just walk through the motions of a life with you, but that we would truly connect that we would truly taste and see that you are good and then crave to know you more and more and more, doing all that we can to grow and develop our relationship with you. Lord, we love you. Speak to us, we pray.